listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deep or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the scenes of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, and what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what the dead grasp, dearest deadly terrorist clasp? Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tales podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We got some deep reading. Mm-hmm. We're in the house here on a on a Wednesday, <laughs> ready to set it off. Uh, we got two of our favorite guests in here. Yes, um, we do. We I, love you guys. I feel like if you guys uh, listen to us, you should be listening to them. But mm-hmm. uh, they have a podcast together. It's called the Comedy Outliers Podcast. It's my man Mike Brown. What's going on, dog? Yo, what's up? What's up? The family, we back together. What it do? It's Mike Brown. Hey, yo, Mike Brown, I know your social media platforms. What up? And we also got my man, Brandon Collins, uh, who you guys should also know, of course, from Medium Popcorn for all your movie needs. So he's just a podcasting mogul over there. What's going on, Brandon? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Glad you can make it. He's also also uh, one of my mom's favorite episodes. Of- yes. Well, we talked about that pastor that talked about eating Nicki Minaj's oh, booty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my yeah. mom, my mom talked to me about that episode. So you one of her faves, man. <laughs> and then you That's had, what's up, man. And if you've been listening long enough, you know Mike Brown from Peppermint Soap. Like, yeah, I feel like we got the greatest hits <laughs> on the show right now, man. Um, before we even get into the show, though, uh, what's going on uh, with Comedy Outliers, man? I know y'all have not just the podcast, which uh, one of my favorite podcasts, you guys. Yes, sir. Uh, I love how you guys talk about the inside comedy stuff, man. It's always dope. Um, and then y'all also had the, the show, like the live comedy stand-up show every month. But I saw like y'all were getting close to getting ready to end it, right? right? Like, what's, what's, go, what's yeah. up with that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the end of an era, man. It's been six years. Like, Mike and I feel like um, we've been giving y'all the hits for a long time. Talk about it, man. And it's better to go out on top than yeah. like petering out like people don't understand this is about to be our stink only this is about to be like the biggest show you've ever seen and the only way we could do that is by getting the bell house the only way we could get the bell house which is this huge venue in brooklyn is by having it be the last show yeah i mean and it's also a thing of like you know like like is 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 independent producers like you know like you you start from you start from what you start from right mm-hmm. which is like nothing so we start from nothing and we grew it you know we we did like i think things that no other independent comedy producer would be able to do in the city you know what i mean like we were at the webster hall a few times before that before that closed down we did shows on a yacht you know we're doing the bell house by ourselves um and we did that without making like the 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 top comedy show lists even though we were and we are and for me it's like you know what we get we gave y'all everything you know we 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 have more to give uh in the sense of the podcast but like if y'all ain't ready for it it's like y'all y'all just saying i'm i'm over it y'all gotta come through and fuck with this because we did it for you for six years we paved the way so understand me we're like 
in 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 a few years, Bruno Mars is going to do a comedy outliers theme album, and then y'all going to respect it. You understand me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. nigga's going to be dancing. Cardi mm-hmm. B going to be jiggling her titties. Y'all going to want to mm-hmm. know about this. But yeah, <laughs> that's who's going to yeah. win the Grammy for it, man. Uh, now, yeah. here's the thing, though. Like, so y'all did this so for six did- years, man. What was the thing that like? Give me some of the highlights for for y'all individually, like uh, over these six years doing the shows like you know any stop-ins any like events any you know milestones like what were the things that y'all uh you know uh, over the years kind of uh sell got to celebrate i mean the first time we did a yelp uh nyc event was on a cruise it was like on this yacht and mike and i like were hosting a, an event that had three floors of hundreds of people and it was just like watching us rock and that was like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, one of my favorite moments was that uh, we had, we had a comic on the show. Um, oh, you know, no, no. When uh, we had Kate McKinnon come through and just watch a show once. Mm. And, and this was, uh, I think this was before she became like the Kate McKinnon. Everybody saw in SNL. Mm. You know what I mean? I think this might've been like right before her first year, maybe her first year. I think that was like something that was really big for us. And um, I remember our first show, we had Wyatt Cenac close it. Mm-hmm. And just the story of just like running to him randomly on the street and just being like, hey, man, me and my boy was doing a show. We'd love for you to come through and close. And him closing it. And at that time, I think he was uh, he was still on Daily Show. Wow. It was it, it was something that was like it, it gave us so much validity in a sense of like, man, this is an independent show, and he had Wyatt fucking Sinat come through. Who are these guys? Mm-hmm. You know, and the rest of the the rest of the lineups were just like young comics who were just trying to, you know, trying to make it. And now, uh, like, uh, it was Emma Wilman who's like has her own show on Sirius. Chris Stefano who's gonna have like a, another big show coming up, and it's it's just like every every show was a was a monster event, and every everyone is like a different type of moment in time of our careers and stuff so yeah every moment was great and what were some of the biggest challenges over those years like because you know you're talking six years like i know y'all probably had to change venues i know y'all had late minute cancellations i know you had you know like uh yeah like give me some of the challenges the i mean we and we talked about in our podcast for uh, ad nauseum but we were talking about like our year two we were just floating around different venues because a lot of we were messing with a lot of managers, but not really having direct lines to the, the owners, right? So managers would be all about the show, but then the owners who usually were these old white guys would come and see us, and we'd be like, oh, we got a sold-out show, or we're in New York Comedy Festival at this venue. You're getting a lot of advertisement. And then, sure enough, the next month when we're trying to book a date, they'd be like, oh, sorry, the owners want to go in a different direction, or they don't want to become a comedy club. It's like, we have one show a month. Like, what are you talking about? So it's clearly racism. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. So what did y'all yeah. what did y'all do? I mean we, we had to keep picking up the pieces, you know. Uh Brandon would go scout some places out, you know, I would scout some places out and then um, you know, we would take meetings with different places and it was uh time and again different hurdles that we would come up across. I and I think it's like, you know, you don't want to say that it is a racially racially based component Mm -hmm. but it it definitely is because when you see two african-american males saying hey we want to do a comedy show the first thing they're going to think of is deaf comedy right and they're like 
do we want that type of clientele in our establishment? That's always the first thing that they think of. And um, even with a lot of comics too, like, you know, Brandon could talk to it too, how like comics would be like, oh yeah, I, I would love to do your show. And they think it's like an urban show when it's like, no, our show isn't urban. It's, it's everything. It's a mixture of everything. And I think trying to, for six years, I think what, what we both learned is like trying to do a show that everybody could, you know, enjoy with us as the face i i think i think it uh it became a little like problematic like we were doing it before like a lot of uh i guess black was mainstream you know what i mean before like people like when we started the show we didn't even think black panther would be an avenger mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it and like also it's weird too because like deaf comedy jam was like 20 years ago right and yeah and, and that's still yeah. a stigma that hangs over a lot of black comedians um you know and especially you know which i'll show not that it's like not black quote unquote but it's like yeah it's diverse i guess would be the best it's way to put it diverse. like like to be like you know when i see y'all's lineups and stuff that y'all promote on it's like oh cool this is kind of just what a lineup should look like it's not like right. a you know not, yeah it's not it's not like y'all made some concentration of like we only gonna have niggas on here or whatever like it's just <laughs> it's, you know it's like well that's, well that's the next big announcement the next show that brendan and i are doing are called we only have niggas on here yeah. and it's an all black show <laughs> you gotta ride that way i want my tickets yeah. bringing deaf comedy back we bring a deaf comedy all the way back uh and guess what y'all guess what we are plot twist it's gonna start on time. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm gonna miss the first set. I'm gonna miss the first set. Uh, yeah, I heard Black Panther gonna start 15 minutes late. Just, just to keep it, oh, yeah. you know, keep it. You know, but, Black Panther starting late. You know, Black Panther gonna start late. Uh yeah. I mean, well, you gotta make it start 15 minutes late so we can have time to warm up our food that we bring in with us. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yo, uh, Alamo Drafthouse just said that they have like the record pre-sales for Black Panther ever, mm-hmm. but Alamo Drafthouse doesn't allow you to talk. <laughs> or have your phone out, so they're gonna be finding a lot of black people. Yeah, <laughs> they gonna be they mad gonna as hell. Though. We might not make yeah. it through the previews, dog. They gonna be mad as hell, bro. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a thing. But I I think it's even like it's such a great time too. It's like even though it's kind of like bittersweet that we're like wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. It's also dope that I think uh, art from black people are being like it's really being celebrated now. You know what I mean? So like this last show isn't. It's more of like a celebration, like, yeah, we did this for six fucking years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, let's celebrate that. So, like, the week before you go see Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That next weekend, you come to the show and you hang out. You know what I mean? It, it's, 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 uh, it's a great time. I think it's a great way to close February. And tell them, uh, tell them where it's going to be and what time again. Oh, it's Bell House. The, you got it. You got it. It's going to be at the Bell House in Brooklyn. You go to uh, thebellhouse.com or comedyoutliers.com for tickets. Saturday, February 24th. Doors open at 6.30. Get there early because it's going to be crazy. We're going to start exactly at 7 o'clock. Yeah, we right. have to. It's, it, this is a big venue. Uh, uh, they're never going to let us be there again. Can we uh, <laughs> <laughs> one time, please? <laughs> I don't think Mike's joking. I think we're going to do some I crazy really... shit. Yo, because the shit is because you know how you know how black people are when we go to events and stuff. Sometimes we be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come support, I'm gonna come support. Right. And they buy the ticket, they'll know weeks in advance, and you know they still come like thirty minutes late. Right. Like, oh, like it's not, it's not like you're not going to a party. It's not cool to show up thirty minutes late. Be like, I'm gonna wait for everybody else to get there. Everybody else is gonna be there. Right. At the time. And then, get there. Don't miss any of this. 
right then they go home like man i ain't even really have a good time it was short you were like man it wasn't short it was on time you yeah know? you were an hour and a half late <laughs> we gave you a full yeah. two hours where was you at <laughs> people come by like oh that's it like what do you mean that's it you <laughs> this is your fault this is uh, your fault you know and then but with I'll... the with the podcast y'all are gonna keep that going so like um how like how'd y'all decide to keep the podcast going even after the show's over i think i think for the podcast it's like the podcast when we started the podcast we already had the uh the live show going and so like the podcast kind of became an extension of the live show in a sense of like we would talk about producing we would talk about uh talk about and with comedians from the show about comedy in the new york scene and i think the more the more that we did it we started to focus more on uh live interviews of our interviews with other comics Mm -hmm. and then we also started i think it was like kind of last year i was like yo brandon let's just do it just him and i you know what i mean um which which was a which was a good dynamic but then like our schedules got like really crazy and now it's like okay now that we've grown so much as comedians in the past six years and so much stuff are going on like in our lives that now that we can do the podcast and focus on that and make make it like the greatest podcast that we could make it to talk about comedy and 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 to uh and to just like hey be two guys just grow growing through this industry and the things that we go through without being uh you know but funny and and lively and all that shit so you know unless i miss anything brandon you got it Karen, go ahead. You okay, want to ask no. a question? Okay. It's no. going to be sexy. That's all people need to know, man. <laughs> okay. It's going to be sexy as well. I didn't know we were going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know y'all was going to be sexy. Y'all, y'all going yeah. to be yeah. taking it off. <laughs> if I got a host of comedy podcast, I'm going to make it look sexy. What hey. tips would y'all give people that were thinking about going into comedy? Because y'all been doing it long Don't enough. Don't do it. Well, y'all are veterans <laughs> now. Like, so I know y'all have tips. Um... Ah, that's a great question. I would say... Is this individual that we're trying to give advice to, are they fellow brethren or are they of a different persuasion? (laughs) Just people in general. But but most importantly, though, um, also... Um, not not just not just being a comedian though, but also like y'all run a show. That's different. Right. That's that's a different muscle I think than just going and doing stand up. It is. Like, can you kind of like if if somebody want to get into that field, what, what would your advice be? Or you know, other than obviously don't do it. Yeah. Um. Uh, shit. That's a that's a great question. I don't know. I think it's where I was having this conversation the other day where it's like sometimes people ask for advice for comedy. And I'm always like, well, when I started, I just started and I had to figure it out. And sometimes I like to tell people that, too, because where I'm coming from, it's like it's not going to make sense to people Mm. unless they do it. You know, it's like everyone will tell you, hey, just get up on stage, get up on stage. And you might think it's bullshit. But then the more you get up on stage, you understand that, oh, I'm learning my voice. I'm learning how to handle all these different types of situations. I can't explain what to do in all those type of situations because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I probably would say, I don't even know, like even like Brandon, don't you think like the, the landscape of live shows have changed? In, like, yeah, it, yeah. It's like, it's different now. Cause when Mike and I first started, like there was no really, produced independent shows the way we do it and we kind of set the model in a way i mean granted we like we would go to other shows and see how they were doing it but we kind of set the model in regards to consistency and now if you come to new york ron and karen you there's like literally 
10 independent shows a night. Wow. That are just, like, insane. But for the, the difference is that Mike and I is we put up people that we fuck with that we think are hilarious. And we even put up people that we don't fuck with that we just know our audience will love mm. because we love comedy that much. And the problem with, right now with, for me as a producer is, like, I see all these shows that just put up their friends and put up these unfunny people that literally don't even care about if a crowd or people will fuck with their jokes. They just want to talk. Mm. And it's like you could just pay for a therapist if that's what you need because <laughs> this shit is just sad. I'm paying for twelve dollars those ekis over here. <laughs> this nigga talking about tampons, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> At least make them funny. Have y'all seen the video of that comedian that got attacked on stage? Yes. Oh, man. With the mic stand, like, is that like a nightmare for y'all, or do y'all just feel like, man, my jokes ain't hot enough if niggas? Mike ain't. and I have already lived <laughs> our comedy nightmare. <laughs> Mike, Mike's biggest. Uh, when we started Outliers, and we. Our first year, for folks who don't know, we, did, we were Kanye and Jay Z during our Halloween episode, our Halloween show, and it was great, right? Mm-hmm. And Mike was like, "My biggest fear about doing these performances as characters is that no one's gonna laugh and people are just gonna be confused." And the following year, we were Outcast, and he was Andre Three Thousand. Shaved his chest. I don't know why, but literally, we did uh, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. and at the end, no, everyone was just staring at us. They had no idea what just happened. <laughs> And Mike was like, this is my nightmare. <laughs> and the worst part about it, right? This is all Brandon's idea. So I was going with it because I'm like, this is, I'm like, no, 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 not, don't do that. Um, I was like, this is Brandon's thing. You know what? I rock with him. If Brandon believes in it, I will do this. I will shave my hair. I will wear this wig. I will do these things. And people looked at us. Like I never, I never bombed that hard. I don't think I ever will bomb that hard ever again in life. Like people, people were like, "Are we at the right show?" They didn't know what was going on. They had, they had no idea. One of the comics got on stage and he was like, "Oh, I think Mike is Mike is dressed like a transgendered. Um, he's so sexy though with this bare chest, and I would fuck him if I got a little drunk." And I was just like, "I don't even want to be at the show anymore right now." But, <laughs> Yeah, and it's y'all's show, so you can't even, like, leave and be like, oh, man, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's the saddest part is, like, when you're hosting the show, but you bombing at your own show. Oh, man. Is that, I, is, I is that like, the lowest y'all have ever been at one of your own shows? No, I, I would say that one of the lowest is when we came to do a show, and um, I think the, the owner was mad at us, and so he bolted something to our stage so we could no longer use the stage and then they gave us this small platform to put in the middle of a room and so (laughs) brandon brandon was was like in crisis mode and we basically got like bathroom shower curtains to hang up in a venue that didn't it was just the (laughs) it's just that's cold that is cold as fuck man it was one of the worst things i've ever seen it was like they gave us this huge platform and and no one gave a fuck. Webster Hall, man, they I'm glad they closed. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I would have burned that place to the ground if I had some matches and gasoline. That's fired. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I hope it doesn't uh, burn anytime soon because this motherfucker is on, <laughs> on the air, on the record and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the views and opinions expressed by Brandon Collins do not necessarily <laughs> Brown or comedy outliers or the black guy tips all right. That's what he did. Heath is the booker of that shit. I'll call out his name. He stopped me on a cruise and said, I want to work with you. We work with him. Did they fuck this over? Cause some pizzas? 
Come on. <laughs> super <laughs> super villain Brandon, dog. He kind of. It's, it's an origin story right here. Um, but and then the other thing uh, I was going to say, too, is do you feel like it's a different relationship with people as a person that books a show slash comedian as opposed to just being like a stand up? Yeah. I mean, see, see, the thing is, this, and I think this might be one of the other reasons I think it's good that we we are ending uh, this show. Um, Brandon and I, when we started Comedy Outliers, dude, we were so young in comedy, mm-hmm. and we had such an amazing show. So what happens is, I think a lot of comics see that, and so they, they try to, like, befriend us or trade spots to a certain extent to get on the show, <laughs> but they really don't have, like, they're really not rocking with us like that. Mm. And the way Brandon and I rock together, it's like, it's real. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like, like, Hey, Brandon, uh, I have nothing to do with medium popcorn, but there's this black Panther screening. If you can go to it, go to it. You know what I mean? Like mm. that has, that that's, that's for him. That's his jam. You know what I mean? Right. But I think in the comedy community generally, like people are just like very self-serving mm. and, because they see people doing things the right way. They're like, oh, these guys don't need help, or they might have some arrogance about them, and they don't really help us as much. So I think we became, like, kind of insulated. You know, like, people... Mm. I don't know, but Brandon, you agree or not? Yeah, I mean, it, it just got to a point where we were getting hit up from, by people that I'm like, I don't know you. And <laughs> sometimes the messages can get really aggressive. Mm. Like, where I'm like, uh... I wish Facebook had an HR or something like that. Like, um, <laughs> there was a time when there was a crazy dude that Mike and I both know who was like, yo, you know, you should have had me on Outliers a long time ago. You know, I'll kill that shit. What the fuck's wrong with you? I was like, you know what? Block. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. It's like, this, that's not worth it. It's a, at the end of the day, it's a show where we have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, industry sometimes comes through, but... They're not going to be coming through for you. We had New York Comedy Festival, right? And we had the most industry we've ever had in a show before. And niggas were just there for specific comics. Like, no one's really looking out for, like, that new talent right now at live shows. Yeah, it's weird, too, because, like, with the podcast thing, we'll get hit up sometimes by people that want to be guests on the show. But it's clear, like, they don't listen to the show. They don't know anything about us. You can tell from even the way that they um – ask because mm-hmm. you know a lot of times they'll ask and they'll ask for Roderick and I'm not even considered right. because you mm-hmm. don't listen and you don't know what's a duo yeah like a dude invited yeah. he was like uh, hey Rod I want to invite you out to speak at this uh, thing and this is locally in Charlotte and it's a class or something and they're like charging people for the class right so they're making money um, and they were like yeah you know we've been having a series where we invite a couple podcasters down and then they talk and da 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 I'm like okay um, I go to check the schedule and he's like yeah it's going to be you and this other person I'm like well that's already two what about Karen? <laughs> like what happened to <laughs> Like, I'm not going to go by myself. Like, you know, we're going to go. We go as a team. That's that's how we get down. And, you know, same thing. Like, uh, we'll have people go, oh, I'm hitting you up because this person should be a guest on your show. And you're like, why would we have this kind of person as a guest? They Like, the things they talk about are completely opposite of what we talk about on the show. To, right. To a point where, you know, like, there's some stuff where you can disagree with people. But there's sometimes where it's stuff where you're like, okay, at that point, I'm just trolling my audience. And I'm just pissing off a bunch of people that tuned in to hear one thing and it's like today rush limbaugh you know what i mean so it's it's kind of interesting to see how that happens and i'm sure um you know over the years there's been people that have like come through that 
we can never really tell if they fuck with us or they fuck with the idea of this podcast and how big the show is and da 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 like i want to i want to get into your audience but i don't really like y'all niggas like i just kind of want you know to be known to the people that that listen to you so it's kind of like i imagine it's kind of like that with your uh when you're a booker slash comedian it's like oh do you really fuck with the comedy outliers or is this just like i heard this show is banging i can get a few minutes on on their set on their stage and then at the end of the day it's still like fuck mike fuck brandon and shit like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's yeah it's a thing where it's like i feel like to certain certain extents like we both had had to wear certain armor in 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 the scene for doing it you know like some people might not have gotten booked on the show because we were running a show where people paid to see it mm-hmm. and they were not kind of like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be the money's worth. You know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. they're not worth right. like paying for in a sense. And then in turn, they would have a free show and Brandon and I have done uh free shows mm-hmm. and we're funny and you know, people are paying to see us, but they wouldn't book us because they feel slighted, Damn. you know? So it's, it's, it's a lot of that, that's, that begins happening, you know? Um, and I I don't think we we kind of knew that going in. Right. And even then we learned it. When we learned it, it was it was all right because then we said okay, so we're only going to work and and really deal with people who are seriously doing things. And um, that was good for us because you know we, we start getting on a lot of podcasts, and make a lot of connections. But uh, but as as far of like as us the stand ups too, it's like all right, now we got to really focus. Yeah. And dude. even in the podcasting, like we talked about this on our show too, like some stuff like some some relationships got a little strained because like mm-hmm. Mike and I felt not slighted but like felt almost used in a way mm-hmm. like we were on some podcasts like over the past few years where Talk they had it. they had no like podcasts I'm not gonna call burning bridges oh man <laughs> oh man listen okay you can, you can we just okay so I'll, I'll do it so um <laughs> Oh man, well, I don't oh, know what I don't know what's about to happen I mean, here. Do we need to put well, some beeps in? Right, this is pow pow. I need some <laughs> shot fired. Uh, some some sound effects. What's going on here? It's not even, even shot fired. It's just like it's just that the best way to say it is that like you just see that people don't really fuck with you the long way. Mm. You know what I mean? So like like we know we we know we all fuck with each other the long way because it's like like even like today it's like oh we, we gotta we gotta talk about the show whatever if you guys have time you're like yeah whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. if we're like hey can you guys do this yeah it's whatever it's always love we we can tweet things and you just retweet it off the strength whatever right right there's right. remember um i remember what, what was it like like bobby kelly's great dude he he uh he likes us he has a has a great podcast or whatever and he was out of town and it was like February or something, and he was like, you know what, I want to get, why don't you guys kind of like host this show, produce the show for us, you know, their podcast, and we did, and, and I think it's top 10 episodes ever, yeah. right, just straight up, just hilarious, and I think ever since then, we've never been invited back on the show. Damn. We did not, we've not been back once. Damn, once. not even individually? And he, and the problem I had with it, like, and like, like Mike said, like, when we've seen Bobby, he's always been very nice to us. But on on past episodes after that episode that Mike and I hosted for him, yeah, people would like call him up, be like, "Oh, there's no like ethnic people here. Like you have no diversity. That's a straight white guy." They were kind of trolling him, and he's like, "I had two black guys the other day hosting mm-hmm. for me." 
and he kept using that for a few episodes after our episode. Mm-hmm. And that just bothered me, especially since the fact we haven't been on there in a year now. Damn. So yeah. it kind of feel like we use you for the my black friend card almost and then but but in but in actuality we're not gonna bring you back so you're not really our friend yeah and mm. and and if it's like if you're saying it's different when you're like oh i had like if you're like oh i had two black guys i had comedy outlines mike and brandon you know what i mean like where it's like it's it's like you're, you're saying us by name and not just reducing us kind of like oh to these two black guys right you know what i mean right like yeah. if, if if they if if Somebody was saying to us like, "Oh, you don't have, uh, whatever white people on your show." We're like, what? Oh, we we had Andrew Schultz. Like, we would just like say, "No, we we wouldn't just be like, oh, we had a white guy." We would say that <laughs> right, and then yeah. also like give, <laughs> you know, who they are because right. like we respect these people as individuals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it might be us reading into it, but the reality of it is, it's like that you know we haven't been back on. We we haven't necessarily. Asked to be back on. I think we did for something, and we never hurt hit anything, hurt anything back. But it's like if we've been on the show for like three years, and now it's like a problem to get on. Then, mm. then you just know, like you just don't fuck with us the long way. Have you, know? you uh, um, have you tried reaching out to them as well, or just, uh, or, or they just haven't hit y'all up? I mean, it's like there's no benefit on our end to mm. extend that olive branch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. action speak louder than words. Like we've you know what i mean like we've already talked about it a few times in our comedy outliers podcast like and mike and i have other things going on where we don't need to be guests on podcasts where people just don't fuck with us yeah like if they don't appreciate like what we bring to the table there's a podcast we were on a while back that never had diverse guests really people of color and as soon as they started being able to book other people of color they just never hit mike and i up again mm. and can I like, I talk, okay can i can i talk about yeah, I can go in. Okay. So, uh, I'm not, it's not even going in. It's just like, you know, 2018 is different. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's so real 2018. So, um, when we first, when we first did, uh, Keith and the girl, right. Mm-hmm. We did it off the strength of like, you know, people had recommended us and it was cool and it was a good vibe. And then I think it might've been after we did, uh, after we did, I think it might've been, uh, Kamiya's podcast or something that they just like really just took a step back from messing with us right mm. and then we did one other show with them and um like i brought it up because i think I, I think i might have been there uh brendan were you there when this happened that was without me yeah okay yeah so there was this one time when um i think somebody had canceled right and they hit me up like hey can you come in right and they hadn't had us do anything in a while and i was in brandon like yo you're running he was like i can't do it i was like you know what? no i'm gonna go do it because like i don't have a problem with them right. so i went up and it was cool. And then one of my things was like, I was like, hey, um, so do y'all, I was like, you know, Hemda, like, do you, you got a problem with me or something? Like, what, what's mm-hmm. going on? And then she kind of like went into it like, well, we saw you on the show and we didn't know like where you kind of stood or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, well, I'm still the same person. I'm just having a conversation with this person, you know, like I'm just doing a show on this platform. That doesn't mean I necessarily co-sign. I'm like, you're not even watching the show to see what I'm saying. I'm the same person, but so you're just not gonna like, you're, so you're just going to be like, all right, I'm done with you or not talk to me again. Like that's mm. what it is, whatever. And she was like, no, I just fell away. I was like, okay, cool. And I thought that was, that was it because like, I'm somebody who's like, you know, like if me and Brandon have issues or had issues in the past, it's like, we'll talk about like, yo, Brandon, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's not fuck up the money. Let's not fuck up what we're doing. Right. right. Um, 
And I think since then, I, maybe we've been on the show again once, Brendan. Mm. Together, I don't know. I know. No, I, know I, I don't think so, man. Like that's the, that's just the weird thing. Like they've been booking us separately. Um, I been, I did it recently, and it wasn't like it wasn't weird, but um, I definitely saw a lack of enthusiasm compared to other guests that were there. Now you think it's book? I mean, first of all, hold up. We love Keith and the girl, right? And right. we love. We love yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to. I just want to clarify before this shit end up as right. a clip over there, and then it sound like I'm saying some blood yeah, bashing. Uh, yeah, yeah, we love listen, them. And y'all we, in the pit with us now, niggas. Mm-hmm. We, we love, all going. <laughs> we love them and we love y'all, man. Uh, it's it's wild because um you know the Camille shit. I think it threw a lot of people off. Yeah, it did. It did. like I like I know me and Karen I, like just like off yeah, mic had conversations. I, well, like, I looked at each other like nigga. What is happening over here? I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, because I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth, guys. You have to you, put like this. Looking at it from me on the outside, like, like not mm-hmm. y'all. I'm like, the things that he, the things that he stands for, he's talking about is fucked up. Okay. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. so my question was like, why the fuck would you go over there? Like, mm-hmm. I like, I'm, I'm just keeping, keeping it for me. And so yes. that's why I had so many questions. I didn't understand why, you know, a lot of his fans base is racist. I was like, they don't like niggas. Why are you over there? Like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real. And you also have to think too, from Keith and Hendon perspective, they're like, y'all bash LGBTQ people. Like, 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 they're like, you, you, you down a lot of people. And they're like, well, if you go over there, I don't understand why. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, uh, sometimes those conversations need to be had. And when they're not had, everybody makes assumptions and the human mind will go to the worst perception if you don't yep. get answers to those questions. Right. So, I understand her perspective, like, hey, you went over there, but I don't really know why. Do you believe it? Do you fuck with it? Like, 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 what is really happening here? It's almost like they thinking, do you not fuck with us and our folk because you went over there and y'all are thinking, does this mean y'all don't fuck with us no more because we went over there? And if there's not communication about it, both parties are going to assume the worst possible outcome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I realized a lot of times uh, communication is the key in a lot of these situations and when nobody's talking and nothing gets said and everybody makes assumptions, that's when it's a big division among the parties. And it depends on how tight you are because like when that shit happened, like I said, me and Karen talked about it, and I just was like, I'm gonna hit him up and ask. Like, yeah, like I, I just, was like, what the yeah. fuck is happening I just, over here? I just DM like, uh, y'all niggas cool? Is like, we still? <laughs> I'm about to say, is everything okay? I mean, right. I, I mean, are we gonna call and y'all gonna be like, we shucking and driving? Right. Like the other, like the other, um, <laughs> the other like dude that that I knew that was over there. That's a black dude. Was like completely like, right. make America great again. again all lives matter. Yeah, right. crazy. So yeah, I'm like, Talib, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so I'm like, man, like, is this does this mean like this that that this is kind of like the move they had felt they had to make? So it's kind of like a rap for fucking with us, fucking with all these other shows or right. not? So I just went and asked, like I'm yeah. not like I'm not gonna front like I'm like a better person or nothing. I just mm-hmm. went and asked because y'all my dudes, and I was like. I don't feel comfortable. Like if y'all niggas would have really been like, "Listen, nigga, make America great again," I'm like, "Oh, oh well, oh, that's a shame." Well, yeah. you, you know, know like, it was nice yeah. having him while that was him. You know, and then like I listen to y'all talk about it on your show. I listen to y'all kind of like explain it, you know, uh, whatnot. And yeah. 
you know and i also like there's this thin line right because y'all don't owe me an explanation y'all are y'all are adults y'all are grown-ass men y'all could have been like go fuck yourself i ain't telling you shit and i would have had to just accept that right because it's not really my business what y'all want to do correct but um you know i asked because i i really did curiously want to know what happened and uh when y'all had it when we had you back on the show we made jokes about it and shit and you know to me it was like kind of moving on right um but but that but that but see but that's what i'm saying like because so you felt that way. Y'all both felt that way. And y'all yeah. was like, oh, we got to talk. We have to have a talk with this ab- about this because we fuck with them the long way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't fuck with us the long way, you'd be like, all right, we just not fuck with them no more. You right. know what I mean? It's like, it's like if, uh, like Kevin Spacey, you know, I hear Kevin Spacey says the N word. It's like, all right, I didn't like House of Cards that much. You know what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, all right. All right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if, if, like, you know, if Barack Obama said, grab him by the pussy, you gotta be like, well, he used to be a pimp in Chicago or something. I gotta make sense of it because I fucked with him the long way. Right. So, so in, in that example of like, where you like kind of hit me up, like, hey, what's up? And we talked about it. And even like when we talked about it, it was like, because I think I might have been on a show with just, I think it might have just been me that time. Yeah. It was like, I didn't even know. How was it going to go? It's like, hey, I'm just be honest and be real. Like, this could be the last time I'm on a show because y'all might be like, ah, okay, well, bye, whatever. But it was like, hey, I fuck with them. I hope we could just like talk about it, and we did, and we got past it. Like, so we could talk right. now too, right? Right. But with like, but in that in that Hemda situation, or not even Hemda situation, but like with the Keith and the girl, it's like, oh, you must not have really fucked with me in the long way, mm. because if you did, you would have been like the same way how you were like, hey, what's up? They could have mm. also said, hey, what's up? And yeah, I think it's a little bit different too, Rod, because it's like weirder because you hit us up on Twitter, right? Right. Hemda and Keith have our numbers. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like other like Bobby Kelly has our number, like our email, Keith, everything, everything. Yeah, like it's like people, like, people that like really. That's why we love you guys so much because Mike and I one feel like we could be ourselves. Like y'all know me, I'm as crazy as fuck. Yeah. Like I shouldn't even be getting married soon. <laughs> no, you need to be. We need to keep I that. Got, I got <laughs> issues. Um, like, there's very few shows that Mike and I can go on and be absolutely fucking crazy mm-hmm. and feel 100 percent comfortable. And that's why we do some like variety of shows because those are the people that allow us to be completely ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about walking on egg shows. We don't have to worry about it's so so and so like me because we know you guys fuck with us 100. Mm-hmm. percent I feel like the yeah. game changed too after like it did. 2016 especially yeah, people like people got woke, politically I, correct yeah well also I just feel like people start drawing boundaries cause you know it's, it's, it's like it's harder almost to navigate it spaces is. motherfuckers mm-hmm. wanna like quote unquote cancel even though nobody gets canceled mm-hmm. but motherfuckers wanna like cancel everybody Every like you say one thing wrong you say this off and it's like fuck this nigga forever so I do feel like the stakes is higher and yeah. people worry yeah, yeah. like people worry more about their platform and who you have on and who you introduce to your audience and then what they go off to do because you know it's in a, like in addition to you know Camille and stuff I mean he got Pat Dixon over there mm-hmm. you know yeah. so like it's yeah. like it's like a little conglomerate of niggas that you know a lot of them are can, problematic yeah I can see them being like well what does this say about us what does it say about you but right you know at the same time i guess it, it just you like you said it doesn't necessarily mean uh your enemies but maybe you feel like we're not as friend as close of friends as i thought we were yeah and yeah and what i realized too everybody handles situations differently yeah. you know 
And so everybody, I've, I've come to realize that when situations happens, people bring their own perspective. A lot of times a lot of hurt and pain and past experiences come into the situation and you don't know nothing about it. Right. And so there's some, sometimes people respond in manners based off of past experience, not the experience with well, you as an individual, but based off of past experiences. And a lot of times yeah. relationships can be, uh, traumatized and ended based off of something that you might not have anything to do with. No, nah, I definitely, exactly. I mean, we've gone through that where, uh, you communicate differently. Cause I am my actions are louder than words than person. So if I let you in my home, I fuck with you. If I, yeah. if I share a meal with you, I fuck with you. I don't waste time on nobody. I don't fuck with period. I don't, it's too much. Yeah. T- it's too time, too precious. And there's too many people on this earth that I care about that I could deal with. So, like you know i don't throw relationships away easily no but i've i've seen the opposite i've been thrown away i've you know like so at the same time i can i like i balance that out to be like well that's just how they reflect on shit right i try not to take it personally you know but at the same time i've learned something because to me the action is okay i'm not important to you so this relationship was never really that real so if you feel thrown away you know i can understand that like you know taking it personal feeling feeling some type of way about that but yeah mm. i don't know i like both of y'all i hope y'all work that shit out i, yeah. I, I do too i, I really really I, do I, there's no pro there's no like there's no like there's no beef or anything like that you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. i don't i don't have any i don't have anything uh like negative you know to yeah. say about them it's just that like I don't have the hate I have for Webster Hall towards these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Webster Hall, I want to burn to the ground. Yeah. That's Keith. I just want to have like lunch and talk through some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but yeah, and and that's and that's the the, the different thing because I remember. I'm pay though. That's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to right there. But but I'm it's all. To pay <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm gonna just say I want to have lunch with people for them to pay. I like what you did, Brandon. Mm, I like the right. wave. We should <laughs> like, break. Let's, get let's break wave. bread. Let's break bread over this. But but you break. But you break the check by yourself. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> you break that check. You know what I mean? I leave the tip. Black guy who tips. But um, I, <laughs> so, I, I it's just like hey, there's, there's there's no beef or anything. It's just like the thing of of kind of either realizing or feeling that the 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 long way the short way that you fuck with somebody you know what i mean and me i'm a person who's like if like if if i meet somebody through brandon brandon's like yo i fuck with this person i'm gonna fuck with this person because brandon does you know what i mean like like off the strengths like a, a transitive transitive uh property right um and so, like, with uh, with Keith and the girl, it's like, okay, we're introduced to this person through somebody we really like. And so, okay, cool. We, we, we're having good vibes. And then, like, things kind of, like, went dark. And it's just like, hey, what what's going on? Like, what did what did we do to have this happen? And they didn't have – they didn't owe us an explanation. Mm. But when um when I went on the show and, like, we talked about it, I thought it was, like – I thought it was, like, good. But I guess things things might not have been as good. And um the only – and, like, I did get the – uh you know, a, a, not approach, but like the kind of thing, like, hey, we're doing the, uh, the something a thon or whatever, and yeah. we were trying to schedule it so like we all can do it together. But um, I was I was waiting back to hear from a, another comic too, and we just like had never synced up to do it. But it was just also like it was just also weird, like something like this, like we might have to promote and be like, hey, you know, we got the last show February twenty fourth, you know, uh, Bell House would love to you know be on a show whatever and then like you don't get a response or anything Mm. but then 
a month or so later, you get a thing like, hey, uh, we're doing this thing. Can you share it and put it on your social media and all that mm-hmm. stuff? And I remember, like, one time that happened, and I still shared it. Like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, hey, I'm right. with y'all. You know what I mean? Right. But but then it's like when we're like looking for something it's like there's nothing and it's just, it just felt like it just it just felt really really weird now you know what, what i mean now what if it is if, just that him just had cancer okay she beat that last year yeah mm-hmm. and then keith got a divorce i mean they going through some tough times and maybe they just had a hard time That's, getting these emails back i mean libby had got no, a different job yeah, you know I what i'm saying did. like because like i i mean because this is all like full disclosure right. like i remember we had an episode where i thought mike was gonna be on and mike couldn't make it you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, but I yeah. didn't take it like, well, this nigga don't fuck with us no more or whatever. It just, Mm-mm. but at the same time, you know, like I, at the same time, like later on, I, like Mike talked about dealing with his mental health stuff right. last year. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Mike was going through, you know? So yeah. I could have like chosen to assume the worst kind of, or, you know, or you just chalk it up to like, man, shit happens, whatever. You know, I just hope, you know, he's taking care of himself and you don't owe me yeah to tell me like it, oh man actually i gotta go do this thing or that thing i just kind of look at it like i don't know i'm gonna choose to assume the best and, and, and assume we still fuck with each other you know what i do i i choose to assume uh the best in everybody right. like you don't always have to mm-hmm. but i do and i know like uh like you guys are talking about the long game yeah i do uh care and are very and, and I am very concerned. Like when I see things posted, I read it, and me and Roger got be like, "Is he okay? Everything right. going good?" Like I do yeah. listen to the podcast. Like I want y'all to know, like we actually care. Right. So it's one of those things. Y'all be like, <laughs> I want to be sure everybody's yeah. good. You know, I'm here for the jokes, but are you I as a person, dog? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think I think that that's like appreciated, and it's it's reciprocated too. But it's also like. I might not have. I remember I wasn't able to make that podcast, and I think we did the uh, we did the OA episode after that. Mm-hmm. Am I am I? I don't know if I'm mistaken on that, but it's like yeah, we just talked about the OA. Like it was like yeah, this isn't a promotion show. Well, it's like I hey, think, this- I think we did OA first, and then okay, we had y'all book for. So- I can't remember what y'all were promoting, but Brenda came on. It was mm-hmm. still had a great time. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, but oh, like- I'm glad y'all thought so. I had. Terrible, terrible diarrhea that day. Oh <laughs> man, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't even tell. Couldn't even tell. He was on, he was um, on screen. Like, <laughs> I just sweated my ass out. I was like, "How was it?" He was like, "I need to go to the bathroom." <laughs> I was yelling up like, "You weren't there for me." <laughs> you could have covered. You wasn't there, man. It was, but uh, yeah, it was. You know, it, but but the point being, like, um, I do think the silences get filled one way or the other. So, exactly. You know, it's one of the reasons I don't really fuck with the silent treatment. Like, if me and Karen have an issue, we talk. Because the silence, mm-hmm. the silence to me is worse than anything you could say. Because my head is just going like, okay, so you you don't fuck with me, you don't, you never fuck with me. This is all some bullshit. Da 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 da. And then, and then by the time you talk, it's just like, no, I had diarrhea. And that's why you're like, oh, okay. I didn't, I couldn't have known that, you know? Right. Cause the reality, a lot of times things are not as bad as they appear to be. Uh, but the only thing that can fix those things is some form of communication. Yeah. I think y'all should just ask, uh, just go on Keith and the girl and do one of those comics of the month, um, podcast and then that'll fix everything like so i mean don't forget yeah, we I, heard the idea first everybody when this happens and i fixed the relationship so oh that was you that was you give that me all you. give me all my credit is all i'm saying yeah 
Yeah, I mean, hey, you, you get you get all the credit, man. I mean, 2018, it's all truth over here, baby. I'll salute you. I'll salute you. Unless you see a hashtag RIP Brandon and Mike on Twitter. Oh yeah, I <laughs> mean, you know what wrong? I mean, if y'all pop up, um, if I if y'all if I see y'all pop up in a picture with Talib, uh, you know, like wearing suits, I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I, I was wrong. I apologize. I didn't know if y'all were out there rocking these bow ties and make America great again. Ass. <laughs> I, ho- I hope not. I hope not. Um, no. When we met him, we met him, Mike. Didn't we meet him at Caroline's one time? Talib, Talib Starks. Oh yeah. So we met. And him. And this nigga was talking. And I was like, "You are out of your goddamn." Mind. <laughs> and I just turned around and walked away. Yeah, I was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> it, it was. It was. Yo, know, when we met him. You know, because there's not a lot of black people there. So we like there, right? And me and Brandon and I are like, all right, we're going to be here for like a few more minutes before we leave, right? And then Talib comes up. And we're like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? What's going on? And we're talking, right? And the conversation, I, I forgot what we were talking about, but it was just cool. It was cool. And then it turned so far left. Mm. We're like, it's like, it turned, it like, like, I, I think there was something that he said, and I just started laughing because I was like, oh, that's funny. But he was like dead serious. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. Did you right. try? Did you try to take a picture of him with the flash on just to see? No, nope. well, I just turned around, and got out of that motherfucker. Cause I know what to do in that situation. I, and then, you know, crazy dude. We had to. I think we took a picture with them right before it went super left. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, mm. this, you know, everybody's coming around. Oh, take a picture. We're like, oh yeah, whatever. Take a picture, whatever. And then he said something, and I just thought it was so funny. I was like, oh. Wait, what? That was serious. What? Uh, he just uh, oh. he just grabbed you by the shoulders and said, "Get out, get out!" And your blood blood started coming out his nose. And uh, tried to give him a death. He just put his whole hand on it. <laughs> I find I find the African American experience to be quite interesting. I just uh, want to point out again: How did Chris not leave the fucking house after another brother who's the only dude besides the help, telling you to get out with blood running down his face. Right. Get and out o- the house. Old girl crying, talking about no, 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 no. Like, he, <laughs> he had some signs, dog. He had some signs. Hey, did y'all think that uh, Rose was in on it the whole movie or no? Yeah, At- I did. Okay. After, after, after watching it, I, after watching it, I realized she was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I don't know if I'm just racist, but I knew. I knew. Like, I knew when they hit that fucking deer, dog. I knew when they hit the deer. I was like, oh, no, she in on it. She won't let the cops see his ID so they won't know where he at. God damn. Like, oh, I, I was suspicious as fuck, bro. Like, when he said Rose the Keys, I was so ahead of the audience. I was like, look at you niggas out here believing, <laughs> thinking it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I watched that scene again recently. Like, I watched the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, Daya Kaluuya deserved that Oscar nomination. That's such a great scene mm-hmm. when you see him realizing that this girl played him the whole time. Yeah. And it's just such a he's, – he's such a great – that was such a great it's performance. A great Some yeah. of the, so many of those people uh, gave, like, uh, dramatic performances that I haven't seen before. Right. Because, like, the whole – like, forget about just, like, the Rose of Keys shit, but it's also, like, the sunken place shit. Yeah. Where, like, mm-hmm. you're sitting with your eyes wide open and making tears come down them. How the fuck is that possible, bro? Like, he was like, why, like, watch, like, watch it for the acting sometimes. Even old girl with the smile and the no, 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 no. And her eyes are smiling, but her, but she's crying out of her eyes. Like, I'm like, is that fucking CGI? How do you even make those two emotions work at the same time? How many? No, th- these people are carnies, bro. Yo, for real. I yo, I I don't know what Jordan Peele found them folks, but them niggas can act. Yes, they can. Before uh we move on, 
how has social media affected uh, a lot of the things that you do in comedy? Because I it's know it's changed everything. over the years. It's ruined everything. <laughs> it's ruined everything. It's over. It's, it's trash over. now. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brandon, you got something to say? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 been weird. Like, it's social media has been cool for like podcasting, like like media popcorn fans. They've been dope, but it's been weird. Like, just seeing my timeline, just it's either on Facebook or Twitter. It's just nonstop po- political shit. Mm. It's just it's just like all right, it's just noise now. Yeah, I think um, it's terrible. I think Trump really drove people off the edge too yeah 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 yeah. like i think it got progressively worse but i think trump is like the social media president correct you know what i mean like he's the first president that will tweet something out before he would say it on a like into a mic um he and i think it's it's validated the insanity of social media in a way that nothing else could have like he wouldn't be president if it wasn't for twitter i, I honestly don't correct. think he would have been but um and and facebook we literally know he wouldn't have been president if not for facebook um he's well that's what's so crazy about yeah. the shit he's doing like with the Ru- russia sanctions and shit like they they have data showing that russia infiltrated our election system and he's like no nah, we're not gonna do none of that shit don't worry about it don't worry about it right because he needs to win again right it's just i i think this nigga a- is frank underwood and we let him do it we've already seen this shit for four seasons we know how it ends yeah, I feel like he, uh, in a way, he kind of, um, he legitimized the, you know, the whole way that people feel about social media with like, um, oh, people live in their bubbles and you don't need facts anymore and everyone's just arguing all day. I think in a way he's kind of the end result of that is that we live in a world where people just are like, I don't really give a fuck about facts, but let's get a guy with the most followers on Twitter, the, the, the White House seat and let him see what he can do. He's always tweeting out 140 character thoughts and, you know and and that's it you know they had the state of the union last night and i'm like uh what was that you know what i mean like i didn't even want to watch it because i watched uh black lightning instead because it was like what's the point of watching a dude get up there and lie for an hour and a half right yeah but 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 peep game though our environment it i think in a way he's proven it doesn't even matter how smart or good the person is that's talking because our environment's so polarized and ridiculous the the people that are quote unquote team Republican they gonna clap no matter what he said correct and the team yeah. team Democrats they are gonna sit down no matter what he said and that is a real result of it's, I think a lot of the way that we you know like I think social media I don't know if it's the cause of chicken or egg type thing but it's definitely the sign of the times mm. I mean for me it's so crazy like people you just talking about no facts and shit mm-hmm. like I was down in Florida my grandfather right and. His neighbor is a really conservative dude, and he was talking about all the praise about Trump. He's like, he talks like me. He's going to be – he's he's standing up for people like me. And I'm like, nigga, aren't you illiterate? Like, <laughs> you so never learn how to read. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he is too. I, I guess he's standing you up have for- Obamacare. Like, what are you doing? I can't read. Yay. Yeah, it's so wild. <laughs> like, because honestly, like, if you just did a flip of when Obama was in office giving State of the Unions, it was just the opposite. Right. Republicans would never clap for anything he said, no matter how intelligent or well thought out or conciliatory it was. And Democrats were clapping for everything he said. You know, like it's just weird that we've like we've basically um, fucked the system up that much where it can happen. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like so I can't. 
part of me feels like i can't tell if social media is i feel like so, social media is hyperbolic so i don't know if we put too much emphasis on it compared to what it's really accomplishing for folks because it's mm-hmm. it's also having a lot of good effects especially for comedy like you know there's people getting shows writing gigs and stuff because they were able to express themselves via facebook twitter whatever youtube giving people like access to do their own like mike has a web series very funny can't stop won't stop um mm-hmm. like it's like we have tools now that we didn't have before we have right. ways to spread the word that we didn't have before but there's a balancing out too because there's a lot of people who are paying attention to shit that they really don't give a fuck about but it's something to talk about Correct. so but i don't know how much those people affect shit because like think of, like my social media experience would tell me that dave Chappelle's stand-up special was unpopular uh mm-hmm. u- ultra offensive and, mm-hmm. and 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 like washed if you just looked at my social media fa- feed it's, yeah it's the most viewed stand-up special on you on on netflix right you know what i mean like he also got paid for 50 million dollars he also was just at the emmys on the stage like my social media feed isn't real isn't reflective of how people really feel all the time and i think right i think part of us focuses on social media at when we disagree but and, and you know and also sometimes when we agree but we don't step back and be like well that's not really a representation of how people feel in the world necessarily right and, yeah. And, yeah 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 and, no I, I, i'm just gonna say like we when i look at social media like I, I recently uh so i recently was booked to speak at a at a high school just about like mental health or whatever right and i tweeted how excited i was about it and so like you know just random trolls just started saying some like really dark things and i'm like i don't need like i i didn't say this to hear that type of stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's like also i didn't need to share that so it's like the good thing is that you can share what you want and then the bad thing is that anybody can share anything they want yeah. you know that, that there's no there's no board there's no hierarchy there's no uh deference in information like if you have a like I don't even know where to get my news anymore. There's so many different tweets going out with news, and you're you're reading things, and you're like, oh wait, this person said what? And then you look at it in the context, and it's like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was. It's just it's insane. Yeah, it's, for- and people have no consideration. It's kind of like um, uh, people don't understand the mentality of uh, like me. I would have if I'm having a get together in my house, I would probably yeah. invite a handful of people. Like, literally, like, five, six people I fuck with. Like, oh, yeah, come through. You can come through the house. There's some people whose mentality is, if I had a party at my house, I wish everybody would want to come. And as many people could fit in the house should want to be there. And so there's an assumption that if I want to be in your house, you must want me there. And I feel like that's what social media is like, where it's like, no, 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 no. I said that, but I really was not actually wanted. I didn't want to debate whether or not the wife on Black Lightning is attractive. That's actually not what I wanted to. I said she's fine. <laughs> I did not invite yeah. you into my house to tell me she's not fine. Like that, and I yeah. feel like in real life, people don't really work like that. Like, no. like you would not feel that you could come to my house and tell me I disagree with your take on how fine this woman is. But on social media, people definitely feel like entitled to do that shit agreed and also i think um when it comes to social media people that are on social media like we are actually care more than the average person it's a lot of motherfuckers that aren't aren't on social media like that 
don't give a fuck don't give a damn there's a lot of people they don't got no form of social media accounts whatsoever if they do they don't actually use them Mm -hmm. and those are people that are outside of these bubbles that are watching the Dave Chappelle Netflix special and are you know rooting for shit that on social media people going crazy about and they're like what the fuck is wrong with y'all well you know what it is though we what I think people skip over the social part of social media we're we're social creatures correct so we want to talk about these things and we're not we're not all gonna agree Mm-mm. so like i've learned to let the moment pass on certain shit because it's just not that important to me no you know exactly. like is it is it important to the world that i take uh so dave Chappelle to task like is that shit gonna change anything <laughs> no is he's gonna still be rich as fuck still be funny as fuck and people still gonna want to see his comedy so like me expressing some sort of outrage or like how dare you or whatever it's not really going to change anything but, you but know but like the even other side though but it does though it does because some of these people they have the outrage and then the next thing that happens is that they go viral and then they are they are like crowned this the, the spokesperson for that outrage and then you see them on cnn you see it on msnbc and then they have some kind of clout because of it and i think that's why a lot of people do that yeah but here pete game even that person is like another person's Dave Chappelle. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just it's not like it's not real. Like it's just it's, you know, it's like Tommy like I can't be like while I, you know, obviously can be like fuck Tommy Lauren, I don't fuck with her. At the mm-hmm. same time I'm not gonna like watch her show so I can be like fuck her. I'm not gonna follow her on social media so I could be like fuck you every time she tweets. Right. But that's yeah. that's the shit that keeps them relevant at the same time. But but like even with all that let's say you are the person that's like i wake up every morning i find what tommy lawrence said and i'll be like fuck you i hate you even with all that you honestly are having no impact on the world and that's fine <laughs> like i'm not mad at you for it like you're i've realized over the years i think it's just something inside of us and a lot of times we just trying to avoid it so we don't want to talk about whatever it is that really bothers us that really makes us like i have to shut sean hannity down this morning like where that anger is coming from i think right. for a lot of us well, it's, that's what, it's anger at being marginalized people in america for a lot of people it's like anger at the lack of control a lot of people it's it's an idea that that like say whiteness is losing out in a in new diverse america mm-hmm. like yep. there's a lot there's like a lot of shit but no one's examining why the fuck they so mad why they're banging on everybody why they're cutting everybody off why like no one's really examining that part yet so they're just kind of stuck in this like cycle of what am i mad about today you know as opposed mm-hmm. to like am my are my words have an impact am i um expressing an opinion that's not out there am i like humanizing something that like there's no value to what they're doing it's just the same cycle over and over and i feel like everybody's been part of it it's not like like that's part of the human existence too and we need to love Correct. and accept that too yep. but but we're really not changing the world or anything by being like uh fuck donald trump again today well yeah i I have a question about like um for for y'all like do y'all think like especially with the the me too movement and everything that that was all spearheaded like all this harvey weinstein shit that came out and hollywood blah 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 i personally feel like all that started blowing up to the point that it's at because we couldn't take down donald trump Mm -hmm. who like openly talked about sexually assaulting women that's that is a huge motivation in my yes, opinion yes I like think i think i think like harvey weinstein down everyone's just freaked out they're going after everybody else but because they know that we can't do shit about him i think i think weinstein was a stand-in for trump right for, for a lot of people 
um not that he didn't deserve to be taken down and not that the vitriol isn't real but it, it's it's like there's actual traction we can get on that you can't get any traction on this trump shit trump yeah. out here fucking porn stars are paying them off and people just laughing it off would have destroyed yeah. any other uh politician's career so yeah i think not just that but i feel like a lot of the animosity right now um is also the galvanization of literally decades decades centuries of women fighting for equality so we're now at a point where like this is just evolution like like people are being like oh man so i can't even say hi to a woman it's like dog women have been dealing with shit in silence for so long we're just now at a point where we're like oh you know what when you get divorced uh you can go get remarried hey you know what you can have a job and you can make a living by yourself you don't need a man to do that hey you know Mm -hmm. what else you can vote these are like new inventions within the like last hundred years so it's Mm -hmm. it makes sense that we will be at a point where people are fed up and i think there's a little bit of like jealousy from black folks that we haven't you know not not trying to erase black women but from black folks in mass is this like look how quick like me too catches on and why don't we get our me too moment and shit like that but in in general i feel like all this shit is kind of good for society because it's, it's giving people a voice that you know before this it would have just been like yeah so do rape three women why are we so upset about that you know so I, i'm glad yeah, that we have yeah. a voice yeah i mean i think i think uh just I, I just thought about this like well that original question about like social media and comedy and people people just like using a voice and not really saying anything i think it's affected comedy in a sense that people are now more fearful of talking about like speaking their mind mm-hmm. because they don't want to offend people. Mm-hmm. So I think comedy has kind of become more like, Oh, here's my observation on this thing that won't offend anybody. Like here's my joke about air conditioners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus here are my, here are my thoughts and opinions that, that are also jokes to some, on to society. some extent, right? Cause like, one you still have some comics that are able to do it right now oh, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know and and the thing i would say about them is for the most part they don't seem like they ever i'm sure if you go back far enough we'll find that footage where we're like oh bill Burr was afraid like he was in this room and he was like not tonight like i'm not fucking yeah. like i'm not pissing these people off tonight but you get to a point where like bill Burr does a special and he just don't care about that shit Chappelle does a special he just don't care about that shit you know so there's like a level to it where i can see how um how that's a thing but also i feel like comedians kind of want it both ways where it's like we're the modern day philosophers we speak truth to power we say what everyone's afraid to say and then and you're like okay cool like that like that's dope you know like i look at richard Pryor, i'm like that nigga changed the world with jokes like i can't like that's crazy to me but that's also so beautiful to me right and it's one of the reasons i still love stand-up to this day is like you never know who's gonna say the next thing that's gonna make me be like yo i listen there's a joke in that Chappelle, the 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 bird joint the the second one mm-hmm. where he talks with about on, when he's sitting down on stage yeah or... yeah sitting down the joint yeah. where he talks about uh having that twenty thousand dollars on him mm-hmm. and he's like what if i had pussy on me all the time nigga yeah. that shit's so funny but it also is like holy shit you know like like nigga you're a fucking genius bro like no one else could have thought of that shit or no one else is putting that on stage or whatever in that way and you just made a perfect allegory that i could tell any nigga from the hood to any nigga at fucking wall street and they'll be like oh yeah that's fucking genius so like it has moments right i think what happened is that via social media 
you now have people that's not even in the room they not even in the room they don't even want to come in the room they don't respect the art form they don't respect what you do Mm -mm. they don't they don't come to laugh they type out they type out jokes with no tone no like and they context right and they put it in an article and you see it on buzzfeed and you go damn dave Chappelle said he's gonna vote for trump or uh -hmm. you know bill burr said uh this thing about uh gay people or something and then when you see the fucking special or you or you're in the club and you see that joke it never would occur to you that this nigga's serious it would never occur to you that they're not joking right there that 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 they're you know what i'm saying the aim is to be funny the aim, and sometimes uh you're gonna miss and sometimes you're not but it feels like the penalty for missing now is more exacerbated on social media all that being said i don't think the social media part is really fucking niggas up though like it's just I, a, it's angry I, yeah. people but they not able to take these giants down and they've been trying oh, no. Oh you know? no, the dick is taking the giants down. They need to stop taking out the dick. <laughs> yeah, now the That's dick. Listen, penises, yeah, penises are coming for our jobs. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, I just meant more. I just meant more as like the younger the the, the new comics coming up, right? Because like if you're if you're Dave Chappelle or you're Bill Burr or whoever, you're like okay, I'm like I've been out here coning my craft being in front of people i'm not even in touch with social media like that so i'm just saying what i want like i'm in a different stratosphere but if you're now trying to start to to pursue a career in stand-up comedy you're going to be more worried about that because you're more aware of social media and someone young is going to change the most like y'all gonna see i i feel like all this pressure is gonna mold some comic to be like that nigga like i like i swear it is because it's, I mean, almost, it's you, almost talking like, to them right now you're talking to them right now you know what I'm saying? it's like when the nba moved a yeah, three-point push coming out next year baby it's like when the nba moved a three-point line back and now we got steph curry you know what i'm saying like like somebody gonna steph curry this shit and everybody's gonna go oh okay because like times change man there was a time i'm sure like we weren't alive but i'm sure there was a time when it was like these white people got to stop calling them niggers niggers on stage and you know black people now they're paying for tickets they're getting upset you know and at some point that some comedian had to be like i'm taking a nigger out of my act because i'm tired of going to memphis and niggas trying to fuck me up you know what i mean like what like it's always some shit changing and i think what to me what was what is what can be beautiful about comedy and like that kind of shit is when motherfuckers almost like be ahead of the curve you know what i'm saying like when they see it coming before you as an audience member know the change is coming or when they're able to take your perceptions and like flip it in your head real quick you know um it's that kind of shit like uh people always lionize patrice o'neill but one of the things i found dope about patrice is he was offensive but he had a way of flipping the logic on you so you had to laugh like right it was like but that shit was but that shit was high wire act dog like everybody can't do it every like everybody worshiped that nigga but they don't have the skills to do what he did it's a reason his crowd was laughing for the most part and and other and your crowd's not you know what i'm saying like your shit not hot if niggas not coming on the stage with mic stands to fuck you up your joke's not hot enough bro they're not hot enough yeah (laughs) because when you're talking about uh patrice i remember listening to one of his stand-ups and he was talking about uh, uh having a black woman come in and and fight on your behalf and you know how they can be very dogmatic and i mean he was just making all types of jokes and Actually, it's very offensive, but in that context, I was started laughing because I was like, I can see that what you're uh-huh. saying is fucked up. And the thing is, p- 
people will laugh at fucked up shit. I don't right. know why people got this myth that people saying in the, fucked up shit is no the, longer funny. In the room. Right. In the room. In the, in the room. Social you media is a, it's a whole industry built off of not being in the room. Correct. That's what, that's what stand up has gone through that I think other art forms haven't really gone through it like that. Right. Because your art form kind of keeps context no matter where you go. You know, but or, or you don't give a fuck because that's also an option, right? Yes. But but stand up is the one where like it's the it's the perfect combination of like niggas that's egomaniacs and, and extra sensitive versus what you trying to say, Rod? Versus niggas on it. Yeah, versus, you making fun of me? I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> fuck this shit. Versus niggas on the internet that's egomaniacs and extra sensitive. So it's like both parties is like feeding off each other but in the middle it's just a whole lot of people that either laughed at the shit because it's funny or didn't laugh at the shit because it's not funny right and 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 those people have kind of gotten forgotten in the conversation it's just about the extremes now correct all right yeah Uh-oh. yeah no it, it 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 is a wonderful time though for comedy and um even just like with stand-up comedy it's like you have to literally be in the room or you know to really experience it you know right. it's like right you can listen to a comedy album, you can watch, uh, uh, you know, a DVD or whatever, or video Patrice or Neil or whatever, but it's like, but having seen him live, it's a totally different thing because it's like, you're processing that, you're processing that information. You're not processing it from seeing someone else, you know, seeing a video of it or listening to this thing. You're in that room in that moment. And um, I, I, I wonder, what, I, I'm, I'm excited about what, social media is going to do to comedy because it's like we came a long way from like rob delaney being like the first twitter comedian mm-hmm. to now like you know um and i'm bringing him up you know we were joking about him on another podcast but i um i watched Ibuki young white special not special but uh his balance stand up and i was like oh yeah this is this is funny stand-up special and he is like a millennial dude and it's mm-hmm. funny you know what i mean and it's like yeah he is part of that twitter generation though you know what right. i mean right yeah, so, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, man. Cause yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you can't. The end of the day, man, you can't fake making people laugh or not. No, you can't. So like, you can only get so far. There's, like we've all seen niggas that is the chosen one, and then you see them in something, you like this nigga not even funny. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like who's his agent? Right. Jesus, you can't you can't fake laughs the way you can fake orgasms. Let me tell you that. Ah, that <laughs> sadly true. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. We, yeah, we can't. Yeah, the February twenty fourth. We can't. <laughs> it's it's <wild. laughs> Y'all ain't ready. All right. Ready. Um, I haven't ready. even I haven't even done this yet, and we're way far into the show. But this is a Blackout Tips podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, leave us five star reviews. <laughs> As long as you like the show, we'll read them on the air and we'll be nice about it. Just be nice about it. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. The unofficial sport is Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. They have a YouTube page. You should go like it, leave comments, uh, like give thumbs up, all that kind of stuff. Share their videos. All you have to do is go to YouTube and type in Shadow Dog Productions. Um, and it'll come up um and uh yeah we got videos from behind the scenes interviews and stuff we've done with them yes uh we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that um and uh also brought to you by keith and the girl okay one of our favorite podcasts and we love them and we just want you to be friends um <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh <laughs> 
don't have a, don't have a lot of time for other stuff let's get it directly into our games okay guys uh, i don't know if you guys will be able to hear the music i forgot to do the sound check before we start the show but uh we're gonna sing the song for a guest or i mean for a fuck with black people, people. so real if quick. y'all just hear singing like a pillow that's why or if you don't hear anything we're still here so just give us like a minute all right We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores of zero to a hundred and intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody, yay! All right, Let's see who's fucking with us today, guys. Oh, Baltimore police are back. The Baltimore cops kept toy junk guns to plant just in case they shot an unarmed person. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you shoot an unarmed person. Whoops, my bad. Go get my toy gun. And you sit it on the corpse. <laughs> in April 2016, a 13-year-old boy was shot by officers of the Baltimore Police Department. The boy ran when faced with police, so they gave chase. During the chase, police spotted the boy holding a gun. When he turned, they shot the teenager. The youngster wasn't critically injured, and it seemed like an open-and-shut case of justifiable use force, but now people are wondering the baltimore police department is currently in court over one of the biggest scandals in the history of american law enforcement the corruption case is replete with intrigue uh as police reveal secrets that sound like something out of an urban fiction novel or a lost season of the wire it was revealed how one of the americans of america's largest cities just happened to be filled with crooked cops but no one seems to be talking about it outside of baltimore according to the baltimore sun it started when a 19-year-old woman from New Jersey overdosed in 2011, and authorities began tracing the origin of the drugs. It led to them to a Baltimore drug crew and the discovery that a Baltimore police officer was involved. By the time they finished investigating, eight members of the elite gun trace task force had been charged with crimes ranging from racketeering to robbery. Goddamn! Mm-hmm. Uh, you want robbery? How about the story squad stopping a drug dealer during a traffic stop and robbing him of $6,500 and then going to the man's home without a warrant and taking another 100000 out of a safe? Sorry. Oh! Who you gonna report it to? The cops? Sergeant Wayne <laughs> Jenkins would ask the suspected, uh, suspected drug dealers if you could put together a crew of guys and rob the biggest drug dealer in town, who would it be? If you're interested in police targeting regular citizens, maybe you should read about how Maurice Ward uh had a technique of driving fast as groups of people at groups of people slamming on the brakes chasing whoever ran who uh perhaps you hear how jenkins uh believed that all young men with backpacks were dope boys or people who drove honda accords with tinted windows uh then there's the revelation that the supervisor of the unit instructed officers to carry a toy gun just in case they found themselves in a jam and needed to plant one when one of the officers marcus taylor was arrested officials couldn't figure out why he had a toy gun in his glove compartment the revelations aren't speculation six of the eight indicted officers have agreed to cooperate with federal law enforcement agents and are testifying in open court an officer who was scheduled to offer evidence against the crooked cops won't get to do so after he was mysteriously shot in the head with his own weapon the day before he was set to testify hmm yeah i mean you you never know guys Uh, you never know man stay woke zero zero to a hundred karen hundred a hundred for karen what about you mike a hundred. What about you, Brandon? Ninety-nine point eight. All right, I'll give. <laughs> I'll round that up to a hundred, and I'll give it a hundred as well. Oh man, China! Oh. China has banned hip hop culture from television. 
Oh, oh. boy. Mm-hmm. China is apparently done with our shit, dog. China has yeah, banned hip. This. Yeah, they banned hip hop culture from appearing on television, according to the report in a new report in Time. Oh, this is gonna affect K-pop. Uh, that's yeah. that's Korean pop, not Chinese pop. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be racist. I'm sorry. Oh, I was oh, playing too sorry. soon. I was like K-pop. I like K-pop. The country now specifically requires that programs should not feature actors with tattoos or depict hip-hop culture, subculture, non-mainstream culture, and dispirited culture, decadent culture. After new rules were put in place by the state administration of press, publication, radio, film, and television of the People's Republic of China, uh, these new restrictions were implemented following a recent decision to remove a rapper named Guy, G-A-I, from one of uh, China's biggest singing competition shows, Singer. Other recent instances of hip-hop censorship in the country have occurred when rapper Vava was cut from variety show Happy Camp and songs by underground rapper Triple H were removed several major uh, streaming sites. A contestant on the show called Super Brian, Super Brian? Okay. Even uh, had his necklace blurred out because it was deemed too closely in line with hip-hop aesthetics. Rapper PG1 was also recently forced to apologize for his song Christmas Eve, which contains themes of drug use and tropes from the popular hip-hop culture. The strict regulations come on the heels of a recent surge of attention for hip-hop in China. A 12-episode internet reality show called Rap of China accumulated over 2.5 billion views after its premiere, according to BBC. You can still watch Rap of China and the rise in popularity in Chinese hip-hop in this video they tagged below. Damn yo what mm. all right well how you feel about that karen zero to 100 100 brandon i'm gonna give that a hundred all right and mike 1005 yeah that's like that's a smooth hundred but like also i wonder how people was was gonna feel about them them chinese rappers too like i feel like the wokes were rich still, trigger like if the wokes don't fuck with bruno mars i feel like they would have been mad at the chinese rappers so i don't know how how the agendas would collide <laughs> anyway uh i give it a hundred man because i'm like but but you know what's funny though actually no i give it like a 50 because it's just gonna make it worse hip-hop is an underground culture right it's a rebellion culture you just feeding it into what's making it so dope that like now they really authentic like yo nick i've been banned by the government i'm about to yeah. really put these yes. bars out they banned you gonna have they want to have hip-hop speakeasies and shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> With all that sake and stuff. Or that's Japanese. Damn, I'm racist, too. Yeah. I think I, the crew. Ice Cube was banned, was, was going to get banned, and he turned that shit into, like, a movie career, and now you can't get rid of him. I mean, just saying. <laughs> but there's nothing more hip-hop than getting banned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Banning hip hop from TV—that's the most hip hop thing in the world. That's basically that's like you just made them official, dog. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> like before that, people thought it was corny. Now it's like, yo, these niggas really changing the world, b. Um, uh, all right, let's get to uh, our other game. Let's play some guess the race. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, Mike and Brandon from the Comedy Outliers podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they are racist. All right, 
let's get into it how about um here's one a young man allegedly stole a patrol car and used it to go buy beer white mm. <laughs> coming right out the box huh karen oh that's white i know a white guy who did that mm-hmm. Uh, a young man uh, named Zachary Samaha, 22, allegedly stole a Sacramento police squad car Saturday evening. Uh, Chris uh, Marzan, a bystander who uh, apprehended him, said the barefoot Samaha drove the car to A1 Market Liquor off of Florin Road and was heading out to the store with a 40-ounce bottle of beer he had already opened. Oh, shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting that a fucking good samaritan was the one who apprehended the dude that's wild like if i see somebody stealing a police car that's between them and the cops like <laughs> that, that shit is not my business you know what i mean wow anyway my Mar- name is paul and this is between y'all right uh marzen ordered samaha samaha to the ground and summoned officers who soon arrived to take the young man to jail. Marzen said in an interview with The B on Sunday morning that he's kind of a magnet for mayhem. This nigga think he's Spider-Man? No! <laughs> 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 Ever since my Uncle Ben got shot, you know, I just can't, can't even walk the streets. Uh, he said he has performed four or five other citizen arrests for domestic violence, driving under what? influence, and credit card theft. White. Uh, we guessing the race of the criminal, Karen, not oh. him. Come on, Karen. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't suggest. I, I don't suggest anyone doing anything like this because if you don't have the proper training or understanding of safety, you could get hurt. He said. Marzan completed a public safety class in the 1990s and has 1990s, worked. 1990s. That's somebody ain't kept up. I've been this shit for 30 years. Understand? If people try to do some crime, they're gonna catch these hands. I'm getting, I'm getting too old for this shit. The cops look at him like, "What shit? You're not even a cop. What you doing here? <laughs> God Where damn you it! Come from? Who let you what in you? here? The bill. Why are you dressed in a paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> Who let Marzen at the crime scene again? Why? Get this man out of here. You're in the way again. Oh man, he's just taking his shades off, making Horatio one-liners and shit. I know. They're looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> we thought we banned you. Look like he got forty ounces of crime. Yeah, I know he's having some theme music and shit. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, he says uh, he's been working in security since the nineties. Uh, Samaha allegedly took the vehicle after it was left unattended by officers who were responding to a call in the area. Um. A short time later, motorist Marzen spotted the patrol car swerving as it drove. Yo, he just Batman this shit like. He didn't get a call on the radio. He just was like, that car swerving, suspicious. A cop car swerving? And you pulled over a cop car? Nigga. He said it was swerving with the lights off. So he flashed his lights. He, right. he, he flashed his lights at the car, which then pulled a U-turn and fishtailed in the street before he hit the telephone pole next to a car dealership parking lot. Marzen described the incident to the Public Safety News Network, which published a video on Facebook. Marzen said he pulled a U-turn himself and then called 911 to report the crash. As he drove by the parking lot, he said Samaha got out the car wearing sweats and obviously was not in uniform. I'm on the phone with dispatch. I said, look, you got a guy who just stole a patrol car. 
he told the network a video on social media based breaking news site marzin had dashboard camera footage of the encounter which shows a police car pulling jerkily out of the car dealership parking lot after the crash marzin pulled another u-turn at lindale and watched the patrol car pull out of the parking lot headed south on the northbound side of the street marzin said he followed the patrol car as it turned on lindale Samaha so mm-hmm. made another stop in front of an apartment building before getting back in the car and pulling into the parking lot of A1 Market Liquor. I was concerned he was going to come out with one of the weapons in the vehicle, Marzin said in the interview. The video shows Samaha getting out the vehicle, jogging into the store barefoot while Marzin parks behind him. Marzin said he followed the suspect into the store, watched him grab a 40 or a 40 ounce container of Mount Liquor beer from the fridge and pop the screw off. Uh, armed with the flashlight marzin said he told samaha to get on the ground a flashlight he i gave him verbal commands he got down to comply from there and that's when i cuffed him and brought him out cuffed him you got cuffs <laughs> jesus christ man this dude really just he's just george zimmerman without killing a black kid at this point he gonna hurt somebody yep uh the video shows marzin walk walking him out of the shop his arms bound behind behind him he gets calmly down on the ground and marzin holds him in place until a sacramento county sheriff's deputy arrives to arrest him i know he felt so stupid when he found out that dude wasn't even a police officer <laughs> like yeah man this is a citizen arrest Sit, what the fuck oh i could have ran <laughs> nigga i'm a citizen i could have said no right anyway <laughs> guess like, the, nigga, i can arrest you then right <laughs> we both <laughs> citizens i'm making a citizen jailbreak bitch how about that <laughs> uh all right guess the race of zachary samaha the thief the the 40 ounce of liquor still in person zamaha yeah samaha s-a-m-a-h-a mm. i, I want to i want to say white all right because i don't right. think a black dude is gonna be trying to steal a police car to do all these things all right but but, but yeah yeah because i don't even think a a black dude is yeah, white. I'm going white. I'm going white. All right. Brandon, what about you? I'm going Asian. All right. Uh, Care? Mm, I'm going to stick with my original answer. Everybody white. All right. You already asked the chat room or no? Uh, did I? Okay. I don't, I don't know if you did or not. People have been guessing. My okay. All right. I'll just read some. White, Hawaiian, uh, white boy and white bystander who planted a gun on a black man in the process. Moana Pacific Islander walking barefoot out in these dirty ass streets white North Cali Asian um he didn't <laughs> die barefoot redneck white uh I'm uh Keanu Reeves Keanu white uh is that like Keanu Reeves white or are you trying to say he like half Asian <laughs> half white I feel like I feel like that's <laughs> trying to hedge some bets over here is how I feel about that one um and then we got sounds like would eat tabula and falafel with the last name arab or middle eastern where the correct answer is actually white he's a white man (laughs) many of you missed it and i have to give you guys booze did it show in the chat room karen yes all right that's him uh we we're at the break so i'm gonna go to the next section uh brandon and mike are on via skype so they won't be able to like i won't have to bring them back on or nothing nope. uh but we'll be right back in the chat room um but yeah that was wild homie was just like listen um citizens arrest i seen a car swerving and he said he's done that four or five times 
what are you writing a book <laughs> so insane like what are you waiting on like somebody just gonna cap that nigga or something mm-hmm. that's gonna be the end of his whole like fake ass police force uh diary um that's so dangerous right i don't care about no community that much you know what i mean not even my community to be able i don't even care about myself that much right <laughs> <laughs> like this nigga got a superhero costume as well no. it's me yeah, that's insane. <laughs> it's me the flashlight no crime is going unpunished in my life i shine the light on crime <laughs> flashlight on the cw okay <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be the sidekick to black lightning and shit flashlight yeah <laughs> i'm gonna throw no, these this nigga sounds like master legend from uh did y'all ever see that superheroes documentary yes yes i saw it yeah with the alcoholic down in florida <laughs> yeah <laughs> He just runs around the streets in a weird aluminum suit, drinking booze. He's like, <laughs> after a night of crime fighting, you gotta quench your thirst. And he was trying <laughs> to, he was trying to holler at chicks too. Oh, that dude was such a loser. He's like, ha ha, it's me, Master Legend. And I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. You get <laughs> up. bombs and shit. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's see. Let's find another one. Um. How about this one? A man is convicted of killing his roommate over stolen beer. Oh. What kind of beer? A Pennsylvania man is accused of beating. <laughs> no, that, Pennsylvania. That a Pennsylvania man is accused of beating his roommate to death over stolen beer that uh, he's been found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Shit. A judge wow. handed down a verdict Monday uh, in the jur- non-jury trial of 35-year-old Justin Van Kirk. Police say the Brentwood resident. Um, now keep in mind Pennsylvania, not uh, California. California. Yeah, that would have made a whole different crime. That right? is a whole level of difference. <laughs> like no one, we haven't seen a crime like this since OJ. <laughs> we don't say that name. The right? rivers are gonna run red. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope we don't fuck this one up too. Um, but yeah, apparently the 35 year old Brentwood resident confronted 50, his 58 year old roommate Charles Parker about the keystone ice beer last year and fought with him mm-hmm. keystone ice and we only know what this is the two began to argue in parker's bedroom where van kirk uh hits his roommate several times in the face and head as parker was bleeding from the lips and mouth van kirk dragged his body to the dining room because he did not want any blood to get on his carpet he then <laughs> he then left him lying on the floor and went to bed Van Kirk says he did not call 911 until the following afternoon when he returned home at 4.30 and Parker was still laying on the floor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was, was just knocked up for 12 hours. He just, <laughs> just came home from work. Get up, pussy. Jesus. You didn't take a check with him? So you just gonna not breathe, huh? You just gonna neck. Oh, okay. You, okay. you just gonna play that, huh? We gonna do this whole game, huh? You just gonna lay somewhere for 12 hours bleeding and then just not, okay. Uh, he said uh, he initially claimed he knew nothing of the circumstances that led up to the fall, but officers found a picture of Parker's body on Van Kirk's cell phone that he had taken at 4.49 a.m. So he beat oh. him up, took a picture of him on his cell phone <gasps> at 4.5 in the morning, and then didn't call the cops till 12 hours later. Well, he real. Yeah. Parker was <laughs> pronounced dead at the scene. He had suffered bruising and swelling. He had abnormalities, abnormalities to the back of his head. 
officers noted that van kirk's knuckles were swollen and that he had blood on one of his shorts Vern kirk also initially gave investigators various accounts of how he found parker and his timeline of events had varied as well when van kirk was finally taken into custody he admitted that he got into confrontation with the victim he also told police that he had tried to clean up parker's blood with water that's not even wow. just, just regular, they, just regular water just regular water they tell you not to do that oh, shit no on. no okay. that's the worst you gotta blanch that shit like yeah at least watch an episode of first 48 or some shit. Soda. like you know what i mean like you ain't never seen dateline or nothing snapped right uh, yes, yeah, insane. He also told police. All right, a defense attorney conceded during a trial last week that Van Kirk punched Parker multiple times and said Parker's fatal head injury could have been from falling down while drunk, something she allegedly uh, had a history of doing. Wait, she? You mean mm. he? What? Yeah, what? these What's are two dudes. On? Yeah, it's two dudes. Not it's two dudes, right? It might be a typo. Yeah, yeah okay, a typo? it must be a typo. Yeah. All right. Oh, anyway. Uh, Parker's death at the hands of Van Kirk rattled the next door neighbors who said at the time the men had been friends and roommates for years. Uh, when we got the news, we were shocked. Uh, this is the last thing we thought. Just a complete surprise. They were really good neighbors. We liked both of them a lot. Uh, they were known to be heavy drinkers, though. So, mm. all right. Guess the race. White. Mm. All right. White. Yeah. I think that's what White. Keystone. Come on, yo. Everybody yeah, the Keystone white. Light is what is what I'm really like. Yeah, you don't on. kill. You don't even. You don't even bat an eye over some Keystone. Okay. Yeah. You, you say take it from me. You say take it away. <laughs> yeah. Never. This ain't Modelo. The chat room. Uh, Keystone beer white. <clears throat> Trump is y'all president white. Should have stole right. a police car to get some more beer white. Parker's no brother white. White. <laughs> hold my beer while i whoop your ass white 73 percent of white on white crime started with an open case of keystone or natty light white rest in peace van winkle oh wait rip van winkle white only, <laughs> only charge him with only manslaughter white only white people would fight over some damn keystone beer he's a white white hey dude what's up bro white bill and ted white and white the correct answer is white you all got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Sexually harassing someone. <laughs> yeah, come on, hey, come on. Yeah, Guess this was, race, baby. <laughs> that was that was a lot. That was uh that was pretty white. Um, also they was roommates. Yeah, Keystone, a thirty five year old dude with a roommate that's fifty eight. That's like a whole like what was that's the combination that made that happen? Right. You know where, where was that at too? That was Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania, PA. They look like they yes. were both hard partying dudes. Uh, shout out to the dude that killed him having pictures that he took with beer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's just him taking pictures holding up a beer. Like, what, what the fuck? What are they promoting in the corner? Some Black Panther pants? What's happening here? No wonder he'll <laughs> kill somebody over uh over beer. You know, he's like, this is my only friend on Facebook. This beer. <laughs> <laughs> tag keystone ice i'm gonna tag keystone ice to this next picture keystone all right last it's like that movie castaway and it's just him and a can of keystone you're my only <laughs> friend all right last one let's do the song double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round against the race so far uh i think everybody's two for two maybe i don't know i don't know who missed one but i'm not keeping up all right i don't know which one of y'all missed one 
uh a man is caught masturbating in burger king uh. oh that, mm-hmm. that's what we doing <laughs> that's what we doing karen that's what we have with it home oh, of- we, we don't do that on the reg y'all <laughs> home well, of- i'm gonna just be quiet then all right louie i'm gonna be the next comedian to fall uh a nebraska man was was arrested <laughs> no, I'm gonna, cause I'm not, i would not do well in jail right you know they would sell me like cigarettes <laughs> you know i don't know what the going rate is anymore i don't mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. it might be oatmeal cream pies at this point uh a, a nebraska a man kind of say what i said it's a different kind of cream <laughs> that's gonna be branded that's gonna be branded nickname in jail uh, different kind of cream. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be oatmeal cream pie. Aww. Oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> oh man, a Nebraska man was arrested for masturbating in Burger King Sunday night. One of the Lincoln restaurant employees who witnessed the event told police that 24 year old Khalid Khalil kept entering and exiting the restaurant, and when he get inside, he would begin masturbating. Oh. The witness also told police Khalil's genitals were fully exposed. Oh, fully. Mm. Hmm. When officers arrived on the scene, they tried to speak with the suspect. They said he appeared to be intoxicated and wouldn't speak to them. Khalil was arrested and taken to jail for indecent exposure. Police reported that the man has no priors and is not a registered sex offender. Well, so, he is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying, trying to have it his way. Uh, this, this isn't the first time someone's performed lewd sex acts in a fast food restaurant, and then they give us a couple more examples uh so uh guess the race uh what is this dude's name khalid khalil oh no um he's i mean come on mm-hmm. middle eastern okay what about, i'm going with black i'm going with black yeah, i was going i was gonna go black but i but but i like that middle eastern vibe okay so you go with middle eastern all right let's check the chat he learned in jail that you can jack off around pork <laughs> when he when he joined the noi black uh uh-huh. He oh, he, a la Akbar all over Burger King, Middle Eastern, <laughs> special special sauce, black intersectional, black Nebraska, Khalil. I'm going with black, black, some type of brown, nigga. Michelle, that's a hedge. You gotta pick brown. a side. <laughs> pick a pick. It's so many types of brown on the earth. Michelle, try to have a cake and eat it too. Black. Uh, he had himself. Uh, he had himself his way. Black he couldn't pork so he i guess couldn't eat pork so he whacked off a big whopper black home homeland security on the what oh no oh man skeet skeet black and black all right the correct answer is uh middle eastern karen brandon uh karen mike guy yeah i was really hoping it could be like uh arabic or mark morrison uh, say that again. I'm sorry. He's like, I got a commercial, baby. I'm Burger King. You can't arrest me. <laughs> and of course, many of you missed it, including Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, you said it was black. Yeah, Brandon. Oh, yeah, Brandon said black. Um, he was going with the traditional black Muslim, uh, the NOI. I'm assuming. Uh, but yeah, dude, jacked off in the. I feel like something else had to be going wrong in your life to jack off in a Burger King in front of people. Yeah, in a Burger King, though? Yeah, there's nothing even sexy going on in Burger King, you know? Yeah, I mean? at least go to Shake Shack where they, you know, they treat you right. <laughs> we ain't got one of those yet, so we'll find out soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When y'all come, when y'all coming up north, when y'all coming to New York? Man, this year, yeah, we want to yeah. go, we want to come this year. Actually, ironically, we want to be on Keith and the Girl, so yeah. 
I hope, oh, okay. that, I hope yeah. that can still happen. I, I hope know. y'all and, didn't ruin and it. And we want to be on no, the no, y'all can, no, y'all can see the thing is, see, it's a, we didn't ruin y'all relationship with them. We still, we still fuck with them. They just don't really fuck with us. I don't think that much, and that's fine. I know some of you these, know, are, some of these are jokes. Them. Some of these are jokes. Yeah, and, and we want to, yeah. we want to be <laughs> on. Just the dog I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure because yeah. I, I don't know how people be feeling. You know, I don't want any any uh, <laughs> any sound bites coming out like nah. Mike and Brandon of Comedy Outliers are, are <laughs> anti them. Like nah, nah, nah. That's, nah we just I'm yeah. just fucking with y'all. Yeah, and if yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We come up there. We definitely want to. Um, See uh, y'all, see y'all and be, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to do a Comedy Allies podcast. Y'all, y'all come up. Yeah, they all, we're going to be there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we're trying to go yeah. up there and do the rounds, man. Yeah, it's a lot of people yeah, up there. A lot of, you know, we sat down. I didn't realize there's a lot of people up there. We was like, this person, this person. So, yeah, we can make a little trip. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a party. Y'all never see me get down. <laughs> 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 Brandon and I make everything sound Brent. creepy. Everything. He's the best. I'm here for it. He's gonna be the worst father, dog. You're gonna get <laughs> you gonna get banned from so many fucking schools and shit. Oh, the kids oh, gonna oh, come. Yeah. The kids gonna come for a sleepover. Wait. They gonna have a good time. Uh, I don't think so. I actually, cancel. No, My no. kid got the measles this week. Yeah. Man. Oh, we got the PTA today. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> Thank God you didn't become like a doctor or some shit. You would have never made it, bro. Mm-mm. <laughs> turn your yeah, head. Just take off your pants. <laughs> yeah. Turn, <laughs> turn your head and cough. Uh, you know what? I'm going to wait till some, some witnesses is in here Mm-mm-mm-mm. for this part. Where's your assistant? All right. Let's do the last thing. Let me wash my hands real quick before I touch him. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> you take, hey, you know that popsicle stick they stick in your mouth to like for like to check your, oh, your yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he'll take he'll, he'll take it and then put it in his mouth like a sucker after you put it in your mouth. Be like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got hepatitis, all right. And <laughs> <laughs> it gives you hepatitis, right? Oh, you got it now. If you didn't have it when oh, you walked God. in, you got it now. <laughs> This is way better WebMD, ain't it? <laughs> oh, I know you got it. I gave it to you. <laughs> That'll be $25 plus copay. Go, go, Frank. All right. Oh, you got Adna, you poor motherfucker. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. So we're ratcheting this time, guys. <laughs> The man accused of stabbing his roommate oh. with a sword. Oh, shit. Damn, I ain't mean for that to start. Ah. Ah. All right, here we go. Sword ratchet this time, guys. Okay. Before switching to a kitchen knife has been released from jail, police say Jeremy Tazruk and several roommates got into a fight on Friday night. Officers say Tazruk ended up using a Legend of Zelda replica sword to stab a man identified in court documents oh. as TP. Police say the edges of the sword were not sharp, but the tip was. They say Tazruk then used a kitchen knife to stab TP in the ribs. Tazruk is charged with fourth-degree assault and reckless endangerment. Dog. He tried to kill stabbing his roommate oh, with a sword. Stop. He tried to kill somebody with a Zelda sword, dog. Yeah. I wonder if it made them sound effects. I don't know, but I know <laughs> I know when we went to uh what was it? A con a con they had here in Charlotte, they had like all types of swords and them shits was heavy. 
yeah they were definitely they definitely got hurt people and they had like the sword from uh adventure time mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit and it was like like you could get fucked up with that so yeah i i i just feel like he pulled that sword out and the fucking zelda thing start playing dude's like what the fuck you gonna do with that it's like i'm about to fucking chop your ass up luckily he didn't have three hearts because he could have he could have shot the sword across the room with the energy beam but you know what i'm saying he, he must have had a heart missing or something because he had to use it the old-fashioned way to bludgeon on the death um Aww. mike brandon man tell him where to uh where to go to look to get the tickets for the show bro yo what's you up, up? Yo. mike you oh, got you got you got, it. You got it. no you got it y'all go to comedyoutliers.com y'all go to tickets going to take you directly to the link for the bell house saturday 20 uh, february 24th or you can follow us at comedy allies on twitter instagram the links are there we really hope to see y'all for our final live show it's gonna be popping yeah it's gonna be popping and you could also follow us at yo mike brown and at american collins on all your social media uh and we also really want to thank out thank you guys for for supporting us and the whole family because uh throughout the six years We've had a lot of people who've come to like different shows and be like, "Hey, we heard about you guys on the Black Idol Tips," and um, you know, they they fuck with us and the comedy outliers endeavors and all our personal endeavors, and we really appreciate it. So, uh, we we just like to thank you guys for having us and 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 thank you to the to the to the to the whole family for supporting us and rocking with us. Ah, uh, no doubt, man. We fuck with y'all the long way, man, we for do. sure. Yeah, the long way. Um, all right, man. Make yeah, sure the you- long way. <laughs> y'all know. All right, right. Okay. You've been fucked with this long before. (laughs) I just like making Rod uncomfortable at this point with this place. Yeah, I turned into uh, Wesley Pipes at the end there, but before that, (laughs) before we tried to do this whole thing with this fucking voice, I don't know. (laughs) He tried tried to try to to make it nasty real quick. Um, All right, man. We'll be back um, Saturday with our feedback show uh, for premium people um i think this friday is one of the nerd out fridays so i think i'll be doing that and um also we're doing balls deep sports this uh friday me and justin so uh we'll see you for that also if you're um listening to other podcasts uh i was on movie trailer reviews podcast uh the sandy check um last saturday and that's out so you guys can hear that it's a, a good little history lesson of like what how long we've been podcasting and um, you know some of the inspirations (laughs) and things and how the game has changed over you know a a relatively short period of time but you know long for podcasting all right that's it man we'll talk to y'all later until next time i love you i love you too